Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, Sean Chong of you with the bigger picture. And as we wind down June, we acknowledge that the trend has been our friend. So the trend shows us that it's the S&P's best month since January for the Dow since uh, November. And the Nasdaq is working on its best first half of the year since 83. This is led, of course, by tech like NVIDIA, Tesla, Apple. Apple closing in once again for a $3 trillion on the market cap. So what's the plan for the second half of the year? Let's check with Fan Vilyong, the CIO of Track Record, as he weighs in. Hi, Vilyong. Hey, hi. Hi. Okay, so, about markets? Yeah, so why don't we first answer the question, what's the plan for the second half of the year? Well, uh, it's, uh, I think, uh, as you said, the trend is your friend. I think we keep doing what's been working and uh, adjust the positions from there. I think no need to try to be cute, just uh, keep doing what's working. Okay, so since it's the 30th of June, it's the last day of the first half of the year, could you give us a report card on your view on the markets? I think uh, what, what has been surprising to the markets this year is that uh, despite all the bad news, NASDAQ, S&P, they've all been grinding higher. And uh, also, surprisingly, despite all the bad news on the crypto front, where we saw regulators cracking down on the big players, and then we saw fraud and failure of exchanges towards the end of last year, we are seeing Bitcoin up a substantial amount, almost 80% on the year. So that's a very surprising recovery from the lows. Okay, and then also let's go into the more obvious one. Will these still be the go-to trades going forward? Uh, AI and tech. Uh, yes, I think as we, I think we, as we last spoke since then, when you are, uh, we talk about Nvidia, it's been up more than thirty percent. And I think as time passes, we're going to see more and more amazing deployment of uh, usage of uh, AI technology. I think what we are seeing now is just at the very infancy of a disruption that is unprecedented in history, right? So I believe that it's going to keep working. For example, Nvidia is selling picks and to the gold rush that we're seeing and the gold rush that we will continue to see uh, in the weeks and months ahead. So I think there's no need to be cute. Just keep being invested and uh, go with the trend. Using NVIDIA as an example, but of course you can replace NVIDIA with any other name like Qualcomm or AMD and so on. If you look at these amazing moves from AI, what should we be thinking? Should we be perhaps buying on these little dips that we are seeing, such as we saw in the middle of the week when NVIDIA dropped by about $20? Or should we perhaps stick to the more conventional way and, and think, okay, should, let's only buy when a stock hits a particular price that we have spotted and we are comfortable at? How, how should we be approaching yeah. this? I, I know what you mean. I think the first thing is uh, you should be uh, listening to Money FM because Money FM talked about it for months now, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, first thing is that uh, listen to money, FM. The second thing is, uh, I think buy on this is, is a very good policy because it's been working as well as uh, that's the correct way to trade trends. No need to FOMO and rush it at bad levels. It's great to identify if you're good with uh, technical levels, you're looking at charts. It's good to identify levels that are realistic enough that you will reach. Of course, in every trend, there will be retracements. There will be people rushing in and then uh, capitulating on slight negative price action. Uh, we still are in an environment where the U.S. Federal Reserve is talking about interest rate hikes, uh, that there will still be uh, retracements and it's not, it's, we're not in a manic phase of the trend. So be patient. Uh, but uh, look, if you're wondering which is the better approach of the ones that you have, the two that you have identified, I think then you probably should be doing a mix of both. The skills into positions don't need to go in at a, if it's a uh, investment size that is uncomfortable for you. Right. Yeah. So you're suggesting that we start nibbling. Yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah, correct. So, would you, by looking at the risk reward now, is it? Do you think it's better or worse going into the next half of the year? Well, of course, it's 
now very much higher than before. You're always thinking, most people will find it very hard because it's, they, they're always looking at history, right? They're looking, oh yeah, now it's like 20, 30% higher than where, where I could got it, let me wait. But trends do not behave this way, right? Uh, we are, you should be more focused on the future. I think the question to ask is, is it a trend that is now fully priced in? Is it, is it something that everybody believes in now? I think if you ask, you do a simple poll among your friends, you'll find that very few of them actually deploy any AI in their everyday work right now. I think it is just a matter of time before all the big companies in the world will have, will have initiatives to rethink and revamp their business with the usage of AI. And uh, another thing that we need to look at in the second half of the year, the Fed policy suggests a few more hikes. I think they said two. Many indicators also are pointing that we are heading towards a recession, in the US at least. Uh, yet it looks like the market is now fighting the Fed and this recession looks less and less possible, at least in the near future. So what's the story here looking ahead? So you, you are absolutely right. The Fed is uh, telling us that the median projections is for two more interest rate hikes of a quarter of a percent for the rest of the year. And to, to peak interest rates, uh, they're looking at peak interest rates at around 5.6%. So it's very likely they will try to follow through, especially if the economic data that they, they are projecting continues to come through so as the weeks progress. Uh, but, and as you say, there is recession fears, but uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary Yellen has just recently told us that she believes that uh, the risk of recession is now lessening. Uh, but there's always a risk when the Fed is hiking when interest rates, by their own admission, is in restrictive territory. That means that interest rates are high enough now to slow economic activity. So the question you ask is that are we going to see more interest rate hikes or what? I think the market is fighting the Fed because the economic projections are very different from what the Fed believes will happen. If you recall, of course, the, the, the old adage is never to fight the Fed, right? But I think at certain junctures of the cycle, the Fed sometimes is wrong. And uh, if you recall, it's April, as, as late as April 21st in uh, 2021, the Fed was telling us inflation is transitory and inflation at the time was 4 plus percent. And then it finally went to around 6 plus percent in, uh, in November. And that was then they told us inflation is no more, no more transitory, right? It's now, because it's, it's now a worry. Mm-hmm. And inflation proceeded to dry up higher to 9%. But since then, 9% peak interest, 9% peak interest rates July 2022, last year, it has come down substantially. It's been grinding down. It's been going down to 4%. And now the Fed insists that inflation is still too high and upside risk remain. Uh, but if you look at the trend, what they're saying is that this inflation, which we have seen since the middle of last year, is transitory. So we've, heard, we've seen this story before. We've, we've seen this, how this played out. They're saying previously they said inflation was transitory until it wasn't. And now they're saying this inflation is transitory and, and unlikely they're going to be insisting that until it isn't, right? I think the problem that we could be facing in the second half of this year is that they will realize that this inflation is no longer transitory that we are in danger of inflation undershooting the 2% target. And of course, the latest U.S. economic data we saw yesterday, GDP GDP was very strong, the labor market is very resilient. But I believe a wave of disinflation is going to be unleashed in the future, not just uh, from, from the good side, but also on wages that can be affected by the deployment of AI. So anecdotally, I think we are seeing even the big firms, such as a big accounting firm, mm-hmm. they are seeing clients asking for 
face discount because they are trying, they are starting to deploy uh, AI. I think everybody knows that AI is deflationary. They have not yet seen it in the circle, but it is likely that we are going to see that in the future. And the disinflation that we're seeing right now will continue. It's likely to continue. But of course, that can only be borne out by real data. So right now, uh, I think you're asking, what should we do in the far future? But I think we are at a juncture where even the Federal Reserve is very torn as to what to do. They are, they are very highly data dependent. So I think it pays off to be focused on trends that are very clear and not not try to be guessing on things that are not so clear. Right, so putting all of this together, how else do you think we should be positioning ourselves for the second half of the year on the Asian markets? I think in Asia, uh, I'm not an expert on most of all of them, but the, the, the stock market has been really doing really well. It's the uh, Japanese stock market, the Nikkei. Uh, it's been trending very much higher since earlier last uh, last year as well. So, and earlier this year has continued to power higher. And that's because of the divergence of the monetary policy of the Bank of Japan compared to most of the major central banks in the world. Most of them are thinking uh, in, in restrictive territory for their interest rates and thinking of going even higher to stop inflation. While the Bank of Japan is insisting that inflation is not high enough, it's not, it's not persistent enough, it's not permanent enough, and it continues to print unlimited amounts of money to buy the Japanese bonds to support in lower interest rates, uh, to keep interest rates low. So I think that's going to continue until they tell us otherwise. I believe that the Nikkei is, Nikkei is going to uh, grind higher, uh, especially when even the other major markets are starting to turn around. And what, how about the US? Because we've just seen the S&P 500 break the 4,200 resistance very quickly and then it started to add some more. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The US is, is something to be focused on. But of course, within the US, there there is the sector that's leading it, which is tech uh, and AI related. I believe that will continue to do well. But uh, I think a lot of people are saying that you know there are many many reasons for the stock markets to go down. Many many, and, and that that's when uh, bull markets are born. Bull markets are not born when all the stars are aligned. Everybody is in agreement that it is going to go much higher, right? Uh, bull markets are born when the market is climbing the wall of worry, and we are seeing many worries on many many fronts: uh, geopolitical front, monetary policy front, economic uh, data showing recession, as you say. So I, I believe as long as price action continues to do well continue, and, and the trend is intact, we stay with it. And uh, because we're running out of time, let's just uh, quickly, could you walk us through how we should be positioning ourselves uh, in the currency market? In the currency market, it's a bit of a mix because uh, we are closing to the end of a, a hiking cycle by the U.S. monetary authorities. But again, stick with what's been working, a weaker yen, and now even the Sterling, I think sterling is starting to turn around, especially because the inflation keeps surprising to the upside and growth is very, very tepid at best. I believe that in the weeks ahead, we're likely to hear of not just recession in the UK, but stagflation, given that inflation is way, way above their target and the Bank of England doesn't seem to have any solution for that. Right, so shorten Japanese yen? Yes, and, uh, and, and the sterling, uh, the UK sterling pound. Alright, thank you very much, V. Leong. And uh, that's fun, V. Leong. He's the CEO of Track Record. This is The Bigger Picture of Money FM 89.3 with me, Sean Cheong. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.